If you're in the market for a super addictive puzzle game, you have to check out Mini Motorways on Apple Arcade. It's a city planning strategy puzzler with an incredibly satisfying gameplay loop. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today. That's sifter.com.au slash arcade for a free one-month trial of Apple Arcade, and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. New subscribers only, $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. I'm Kyle Paletto, and welcome to Walkthrough, Sifter's weekly recap on the biggest news in gaming. Each Sunday, I'll take you through the biggest updates, exciting reveals, and controversies in video games. Here is the news for Sunday, 15th of May. Let's go! We're kicking off with some massive news for one of the biggest gaming franchises in the world. EA Sports and FIFA have officially split up. Earlier this week, EA announced it would be ending its nearly three-decade-long relationship with peak football body FIFA that FIFA 23 would be the last game in the series, and that new soccer games released will be under the EA Sports FC banner. What will this mean for players? Well, EA will continue to license leagues such as the UK Premier League and US Major League Soccer, and top teams including Manchester FC, Liverpool FC and Real Madrid have posted statements that they will be taking part in the soon-to-be-renamed franchise. The main change will be a lack of the World Cup, football's and the world's biggest sporting event. This announcement has been rumoured for a while now, off the back of reporting by the New York Times that FIFA had allegedly wanted to double its licensing fees to EA to more than $2 billion every four years to keep using the FIFA name in its games. FIFA president Gianni Infantino has since said that the Football Association would continue to make soccer games under their own name and that the only authentic real game that has the FIFA name will be the best one available for gamers and football fans. The FIFA series is one of the most successful video game franchises in the world, with 325 million copies sold up until 2021, so it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. If you've been looking forward to exploring the galaxy in Bethesda's upcoming science fiction role-playing epic, Starfield, you'll be waiting for a little bit longer. Bethesda released a statement to Twitter on Thursday night that both Starfield and Arkane Austin's upcoming vampire multiplayer shooter Redfall would be pushed back to early 2023. We've made the decision to delay the launches of Redfall and Starfield to the first half of 2023. The teams at Arcane Austin and Bethesda Game Studios have incredible ambitions for their games, and we want to ensure that you receive the best, most polished versions of them. We want to thank everyone for their excitement for Redfall and Starfield. That energy is a huge part of what inspires all of us every day and drives our own excitement for what we are creating. We can't wait to share the first deep dive into the gameplay for both Redfall and Starfield soon. Starfield was originally scheduled for release on the 11th of November this year, and Redfall was slated for sometime in the US summer but there has been very limited information released on these games since they were announced. The Xbox Bethesda showcase is just under a month away, so hopefully with the delay announcement out there now tempering some expectations, we might see some more of these titles on the 12th of June. 
Nintendo's latest Indie World event was held on Wednesday, and we got some new information on a whole batch of new games for the Nintendo Switch. Highlights included Gunbrella, a brand new action game from Doinksoft, the makers of black and white mini Metroidvania Gato Roboto. It's an action-based platformer with a cool transforming weapon mechanic, allowing your gun to turn into an umbrella for creative platforming and shielding you from incoming fire. Melbourne-based developers Ghost Pattern will release their upcoming narrative adventure game Wayward Strand for the Nintendo Switch on July 21. It takes place in 1970s rural Victoria and centres on a floating airship that doubles as a retirement home. Another Australian-made title, Cult of the Lamb by Massive Monster, will be coming to the Switch, which means you'll be able to pick it up on every console when it releases later this year. Dinosaur Polo Club's popular city-building puzzler, Mini Motorways, and Pokemon Meets Life Simulator, Ooblets by Glumberland are both making their way to the Nintendo Switch, with Mini Motorways out now and Ooblets coming soon. Opus Echo of Starsong is out now. The side-scrolling sci-fi adventure is the latest game in the critically acclaimed series, which is relatively unknown in the West, but is hugely popular in China and Japan. Beloved cult platformer Elikhead will also be getting the Nintendo Switch port treatment. The 2D puzzle platformer and passion project from solo developer Nama Takahashi has previously only been available on PC, where it received rave reviews. Unfortunately, Adelaide-based Team Cherry's upcoming Hollow Knight sequel, Silksong, was once again a no-show. And it's fair to say that everyone here at Sifta was pretty disappointed not to get more information on the sequel to the surprise hit. But to watch the showcase yourself, check out the show notes for a link. Left 4 Dead is now a genre-defining title with many copycats. But back when it was first being developed, Valve boss Gabe Newell tried to convince the team to drop the zombies from the game entirely because they were cheesy. Series writer Chet Falshek said in an interview with YouTuber Kiwi Talks that they eventually decided to lean into that zombie film aesthetic and even have the characters acknowledge it. Once I went to dinner with Gabe and he was beating me up that um, if you look at zombie movies, he's like Night of the Living Dead's about racism, Day of the Dead's about, uh, or Dawn of the Dead's about consumerism. Um, like these, you know, the, uh, what's his face that purposely made those movies about things and kind of like to talk about them. And he's like, you know, you know, what is your game about? What's your zombie story about? And I'm like, well, you know, it's about working together. It's the, it's the game itself. It's the reflection of the game of, you know, in the zombie apocalypse, what are you going to do? Um, and then, you know, it would kind of get pushed more and more. Cause I remember he's just like, well, let's not, let's not do zombies. Zombies are zombies are just cheesy. Right. They're just really cheesy. And at the time you did not have like the walking dead TV series and all of this. Right. So it was very cheesy, but as a kid who saw Dawn of the dead at a midnight movie and was just like terrified, um, it wasn't cheesy to me. I had no idea those scenes were cheesy until like watching them later. And you're like, Oh yeah, man, that is, that is camp. Um, so it's was like, well, why don't we just take that the characters in the world don't, the characters in the world, some of the characters in the world are aware that they're in a zombie movie, essentially, right? Like um, Zoe and Lewis understand that, like, oh my God, this is a thing of movies. Um, but they play it seriously and they take it seriously. Falchek has left Valve now and is at Stray Bombay making the Anacrusis, a Left 4 Dead-like game which has alien-possessed space zombies and is currently in early access. You can listen to the full interview with insights into other games like Portal and Portal 2 by checking the podcast link in our show notes. This week, the critically panned online multiplayer RPG Babylon's Fall recorded its lowest number of players on Steam when on May 9th it fell to zero. 
Babylon's Fall was only released two months ago in March and has been shedding players steadily ever since, which is pretty incredible given it was developed by hitmakers Platinum Games, the developers of Bayonetta and Nier Automata, and published by Square Enix. But it's not a surprise according to one of the last people still occasionally playing it. For an hour earlier this month, there was just one single player logged in. That player was Dashiell Wood, and in an interview with Kotaku, he said he attributes the failure of the action RPG to some pretty aggressive microtransactions and muddy graphics. Which is a shame, because Platinum Games do great work, but it's still pretty unusual for a game's player base to drop so quickly. It's out with the old and in with the new for Batman fans, as Warner Brothers Interactive have announced the latest installment in the Arkham franchise will no longer be coming to last-gen consoles. In a press release, the company confirmed that Gotham Knights will only be available on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. The game was originally slated for release in 2021, but has since been pushed back to October this year, a move that Warner Brothers said was needed in order to deliver the best possible experience for players. We're a couple of years into the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, but there are still lots of players on the older consoles as shortages make picking up a new device pretty tricky. If Gotham Knights was the game you were most looking forward to this year, then I guess you've got until October to find one. Last week, Intel CEO Pat Gelsinger said he believed the global chip shortage could last well into 24, and Sony and Nintendo have now thrown their predictions into the mix. Off the back of financial results from the end of fiscal year, both companies have blamed poorer-than-predicted console sales on the component shortages, with Sony selling 3 million less PS5 consoles than anticipated and Nintendo selling 20% less switches than the year before. Sony is optimistic about how supply issues will play out, though, with CFO Hikori Totoki telling investors on Tuesday that he is confident the company will be able to secure the components needed in the next year to sell their target of 18 million units. We also got some insight into how massive Nintendo's big franchises are and just how successful the Switch has been. The Switch has sold 107.65 million consoles in total, with 4.11 million of those between January and March this year alone. Pokemon Legends Arceus has sold 12.64 million copies since January 28th, and Metroid Dread, which is now officially the highest selling game in the series, has sold 2.9 million copies since October last year. More news has broken this week about ongoing concerns over exploitative worker conditions at Nintendo of America. You may remember in a previous episode about a report being filed to the National Labor Relations Board against Nintendo and one of their contracting firms. Now several current and former Nintendo contractors are coming forward with their allegations of workplace treatment, including limited options for full-time employment, strictly monitored working hours, and the threat that workers may lose their contracts at any moment. Several stories have now been published by Kotaku, IGN, and Axios Gaming and focus on Nintendo of America in Redmond, Washington, and cover a lot of the teams involved in customer service and product testing divisions. The new allegations mention that many contracted employees are on 10- or 11-month contracts that provide continual uncertainty for employers and deny them from accessing benefits, including health care. Nintendo has yet to comment publicly about the allegations with any major publications, and I'm sure more information will continue to pop up in the coming months as more stories circulate and are published. The retro video game market has exploded recently, but some collectors are unhappy with how quickly the prices are increasing, accusing a professional quality and condition grader of manipulating the market. Wata, a video game collector grading firm, 
who help rate, evaluate, and provide a value for retro games, have found themselves fighting a class action lawsuit that alleges they've engaged in unfair business practices. According to reporting from Video Games Chronicle, it's believed that over 10,000 individuals are taking part in the class action lawsuit. They've accused Wada of engaging in acts to manipulate the retro video game market, engaging in false advertising, making false statements about the turnaround times for grading services, and failing to disclose material delays to customers. The class action lawsuit goes on to allege that Wata has worked with marketplace heritage auctions to help promote and manipulate the sale price of retro games, with both companies allegedly profiting from the market manipulation. With outlandish sales being reported for box copies of games, including a copy of Mario 64 selling for $1.5 million, and Super Mario Bros. for the NES selling for over $2 million, when only 12 months prior it had been valued at roughly $30,000 US dollars. For more info on this, check out the link in the show notes. And something to put in the calendar, EA has announced that the remake of science fiction survival horror game Dead Space will be available early next year. EA Motive are completely rebuilding the 2008 game for modern consoles, and you'll be able to stomp necromorphs on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC on the 28th of January, 2023. There will be more details out around Halloween. Ooh, spooky. That's it for news. Here are the games you'll be able to pick up this week. Gibbon Beyond the Trees is a side-scrolling adventure game with an ecological message that originally debuted on Apple Arcade. This game looks really pretty, where as a gibbon you swing through the trees escaping humanity's destructive force. It got a surprise launch on Switch as part of the Indie World Showcase and is out right now, and it'll come to Steam on Wednesday the 18th. Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song, the latest entry in the long-running series, will be hitting the shelves this Thursday. This narrative-driven RPG tasks the player with uncovering the truth behind a vampire murder by taking control of three different characters, each with a different supernatural ability. It's like an over-the-top vampire-themed game of Clue that looks really slick. If you enjoy a good murder mystery or the recent Sherlock Holmes games, it could be worth checking this one out when it releases on the 19th on all platforms. And lastly, we have Dolmen, the debut title from Brazilian developers Massive Work Studios. It's a cosmic horror-themed third-person RPG that gives me big Mass Effect and Dead Space vibes with a bit of Dark Souls combat thrown in there. It'll be out on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC this Friday. If you've got 15 minutes, we'll catch you up on the gaming news each Sunday on Walkthrough. This has been Walkthrough by Sifter. My name is Kyle Paletto. Thank you so much for listening. Sifter is produced by Nicholas Kennedy, Fiona Bartholomeus, Kyle Paletto, Daniel Ang and Adam Christou. Mitch Lowe is senior producer and Gianni DiGiovanni is our executive producer. Thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the walkthrough theme tune and thanks to Omni Studios for their support of Sifter's three podcasts. If you want to support some independent video game journalism, why not head to the Sifter store and pick up an excellent video game inspired shirt designed and made in Australia. Dress is sifter.store or go to sifter.com.au and click merch up the top. And it really helps us to get events and cover more titles. We'll be back with more news next Sunday. (laughs) 
Did you know that the original Final Fantasy creator, Hironobu Sakaguchi, made a spiritual successor to that legendary series called Fantasian for Apple Arcade, and every level in the game is a handmade, physical miniature model. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing, and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au forward slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today at sifter.com.au forward slash arcade for a one month free trial of Apple Arcade and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. This offer is for new subscribers only $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. 